Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for our Tuesday show for the uh, week 21 in the NBA. Uh, March 7th of 2023 is today's date. Uh, I'm your host, Karsten. We're going to have a pretty short show for you. We don't really don't have much as far as key news. We have a few games to talk about from last night's action and then a very brief awards chase conversation. So uh, we'll waste no more time. Get right into it. Uh, first game was probably the most notable game from last night's action, and that was the Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the Boston Celtics. Uh, and the Cavs come out on top at home in overtime after a, a wild series of events in the last uh, minute or so uh, to force overtime. They win in overtime, and the Celtics' struggles within the last week or so continue. Um, kind of an interesting situation for Boston. They have had some injury troubles, but still uh, some troubling losses, if you want to put it that way. Um, and the Celtics actually held the lead through much of this game. They led by as much as 15 points at two different occasions second and third quarter uh midway through the fourth quarter they still held a, a more than 10 point lead a lead was cut down it was a tied game in the final seconds they had grant williams on the line with a chance to uh potentially hit at least one free throw to to even win the game there um i saw the clip he was at the free throw line getting ready to shoot donovan mitchell comes over and chats with him for a moment and uh, it appears that Grant Williams says, I'll make both. And then he subsequently missed both. And they force overtime. The Cavs win in overtime. Tough, uh, tough situation to lose on. Not great to, you'll have the confidence, but not not great to not be able to deliver on that confidence. Uh, not a great look for the Celtics on that one in, in particular. Uh, for the Celtics in this game, they were without Jason Tatum. He has his own little nagging injury that's more of a day-to-day type injury. Uh, Jalen Brown, in his absence, 32 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, doing all he can to elevate the Celtics on that night. Malcolm Brogdon had 24 points off the bench, 12 each for Grant Williams and Derek White, um, and 11 for Marcus Smart. Meanwhile, for the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell certainly stepped up 40 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Great all-around game. Pretty decent shooting as well. 25 points and 17 rebounds for Evan Mobley, along with three blocks, uh, really stepping up into that uh, secondary star role in this game. Darius Garland had 17 points, 12 assists, uh, and the Cavs able to come out on top against the Celtics in that one. Good win for them. Uh, a little bit more worrying for the Celtics as they continue this recent stretch of, of tough losses. Uh, the next game, the Philadelphia 76ers win a high-scoring affair in Indiana against the Pacers uh, in a quote-unquote back-and-forth game. That's the direct line from the NBA's website. 32 lead changes in this one, certainly back-and-forth, uh, and must m- most all of that through the first three quarters. Uh, no team holding a lead more than five or six points through those first three quarters. Sixers take a bigger lead in the fourth and end up winning the game. For Indiana, they were led by Tyrese Halliburton, their best player, 40 points, 16 assists, stellar game for him. They had six other players scoring at least 10 or more points. Uh, nice balanced effort, but for the Sixers, just a touch more uh, star power, if you will, in that aspect, 42 points. Five rebounds, two steals, and a block for Joel Embiid. 24 points for Tyrese Maxey. 14 points and 20 assists for James Harden. Incredible assist total there. 
20 points for Jalen McDaniels as well, getting the start in relief of the injured forwards, Tobias Harris and uh, P.J. Tucker. 15 off the bench for Shake Milton, and the Sixers get a, a big win in a high-scoring game against the Pacers. After that, the Portland Trailblazers were in Detroit against the Pistons, and they won that game 110-104 to uh, off of Damian Lillard's nice game. The Trailblazers never trailed in this game. For the Pistons, they had seven guys in double-figure scoring. Nice balanced attack for them as well. 13 assists for Jaden Ivey. Leading scorer for them was Isaiah Livers with 17 points. Uh, for the Trailblazers, though, Lillard, 31 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Hard to overcome that, especially when you have 26 points from Jeremy Grant. Uh, three other guys with 10 or more points, and the Trailblazers get that win against a uh, struggling Pistons squad. Next, the Miami Heat hosting the Atlanta Hawks in a Southeast Division matchup, and the Heat get a narrow win against those Hawks, 130-128. to um, Back and forth game in the fourth quarter, the Hawks held a big lead through much of the first half. Uh, Heat knotted it up, and it was, again, close in the end. Uh, the Heat able to come out on top in this game. For the Hawks, they had seven guys with 10 or more points, two of them 20 or more points. Those are Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. 17 each for John Collins and Sadiq Bey. Uh, 10 rebounds for Clint Capella as well. For the Heat, though, 26 points and 10 rebounds with nine assists for Jimmy Butler, the near triple-double. 22 for Victor Oladipo and 21 for Caleb Martin, both of those coming off the bench. And three other guys have double-figure scoring as the Heat get that win against uh, their Southeast Division rival. Next, the Denver Nuggets hosting the Toronto Raptors in Denver. They come out on top 118 to 113. The Denver Nuggets do at home uh, with a little bit of a comeback of, of their own in this game. Raptors led most of this game. Nuggets held brief leads in the third quarter and then at the very end of the fourth, which ended up being the, the winning lead, if you will. For the Raptors, they were led by Fred Van Vliet's 21 points and 14 assists. All five starters scored in double figures. The Nuggets, however, they were led by uh, Jamal Murray's 24 points. They also had 20 points from Michael Porter Jr., uh, 19 from Aaron Gordon. Nicole Jokic, another near triple-double, 17 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists uh, as the Nuggets beat the Toronto Raptors. And finally, the Sacramento Kings hosting the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Kings win at home 123-108. to um, Fairly close game through the first half, and then the Kings ended up running away with the second half, uh, for lack of a better phrase. For the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram, again, doing all he can, 24 points, 7 assists. Uh, 19 points, 12 rebounds for Jonas Valanciunas. All three other starters did score in double figures. Trey Murphy, uh, CJ McCollum, and Herbert Jones. But for the Kings, uh, Kevin Herter led the way for them. 25 points for him. 19 points, 11, excuse me, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists for DeMontis Sabonis. Um, the rest of their starters also scored in double figures, but they also had Trey Lyles with 14 and Malik Monk with 11 off the bench as the Kings get that win to continue their impressive run in the Western Conference. And that takes care of all six games from last night's action. So that's our game summaries. When it comes to our key news, as I said, we don't really have much uh, huge news to talk about. The, the main thing is an item from tonight's game, uh, the Lakers 
are hosting the Memphis Grizzlies. And during that game, that's apt because they're going to be retiring Pau Gasol's number 16. Uh, of course, Gasol got his start with the Memphis Grizzlies, one of their better players in their franchise history, was traded to the Lakers and became uh, the secondary star, a key piece on those two Lakers title teams in 09 and 2010. Uh, so a, a good game to pick to retire his number. Definitely well-deserved, great player in NBA history, uh, as well as Lakers history, which is a pretty uh, that's a pretty stacked franchise history as far as great all-time players. So props to Pau Gasol for that honor. Um, outside of that, not too much. There's a couple transactions. We had um, uh, some two-way contracts. Firstly, the Chicago Bulls signing forward Justin Lewis to a two-day, two-day contract, two-way contract, excuse me, two-way contract. And then the Bucks signing guard Lindell Wigginton to a two-way contract as well. So uh, Bucks and Bulls, some Central Division teams getting some two-way contracts filled out. And that's really it for our key news. Uh, so that takes care of much of the show. The rest of our show, as far as the award races, um, I've said at times in the past with this segment that I haven't wanted to, you know, repeat the same old story of things are pretty pretty much the same as they were. And that would also be a bit disingenuous for this show because things aren't quite as they were. You know, we've talked a bit. We talked last episode and we've already mentioned it a bit earlier in this episode about the Celtics struggles. They've fallen into second in the East. They still have a decent lead against the Sixers. They're still one of the better teams in the NBA, top three, four type team in the NBA. But those struggles have maybe impacted Jason Tatum's name in the MVP conversation. And more so, it seems like his name hasn't been mentioned as much lately anyways. Um, Perhaps statistically, he's not as stellar as he had been at the beginning of the season. I think he's probably still very solid statistically. Um, of course, he had a great all-star game, uh, all-time, you know, performance at the all-star game. He's still averaging a career high, 30 points a game, nine rebounds, five assists. So he might still be in that mix. Uh, the the Celtics struggles lately are probably just a little bit of a, a cause for concern there as far as his name being in that mix. It helps elevate Joel Embiid's name in that conversation. Uh, Giannis gets in that mix as well. We know Jokic is in there too. And those are probably your four still again. I mean, Durant was a name in there and he might reemerge with his run with the Suns now. But um, of course, he missed a lot of time with injury. The same goes for Devin Booker. If the Suns suddenly elevate themselves to a top, you know, two or one top spot in the Western Conference, maybe they get some pull in that conversation. But uh, it might be tough. You know, they're more they're more looking towards the postseason. That will probably be the emphasis as far as evaluating this team and those players. So I don't know if those names would be in the mix for the MVP conversation. So to me, it's still, yeah, kind of four horse race, Jokic, Embiid, Tatum, and Giannis, your star players on your best teams in the NBA. Um, Jaws name is probably John Morant. His name's probably fallen out of fashion a little bit, fallen out of favor rather. Um, and again, maybe some, some lessened uh, focus on Tatum. He's still, in that mix certainly but and then Doncic maybe too but he's you know that was an early pick in the season but the Mavericks still trying to figure it out their team overall hasn't done as great as you would hope they're now getting passed by teams like the Warriors they were passed a long time ago by the Kings and so his name probably won't be a a big player this season but maybe in future seasons he'll be a name in the mix um 
And I would think he should certainly still be in somewhere in that conversation. Um, so that's, you know, MVP, defensive player of the year, pretty much the same as it's been a lot of the time. Rookie of the year, not much change there. Van Carroll from the Magic is still pretty much a, a leading guy. That sixth man of the year conversation is interesting because, as we mentioned, uh, I believe we mentioned it on other points of the show, um, Westbrook moving to the Clippers and now being the starting point guard, uh, he's going to be less in that mix for a six-man conversation. And at that point, six-man probably is, you know, a mix between Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Bobby Portis might get some pull based on especially how the Bucks have been as a team. Um, you know, Malik Monk maybe, but probably not as much. Christian Wood could get some intrigue there. Um, so there's some names. Norman Powell certainly for the Clippers, but he's had his own little injury troubles lately. Nothing ultra serious, but um, yeah, I mean, Brogdon at this point looks like a pretty safe bet for the Celtics. He's been consistent and he's been very solid, especially lately in their performances. Despite the team's struggles, uh, he's had some some nice moments. So Brogdon would probably be a pretty safe bet for six man. Most improved, I would still go with uh, Shagel just Alexander for the Thunder. Either him or Larry Markinen. Those two are pretty good names. First-time All-Stars, guys who hugely uh, ramped up their numbers. Um, But there's certainly some other guys you could have in that mix. And then, uh, yeah, Coach of the Year, you probably – that's a tough one now because, again, the Celtics – we're overstating this because, really, it's only been a handful of games over the last week, week and a half. So it's very likely that the Celtics get right back into the swing of things and – uh, don't have too many other troubles. So Joe Mazzulla could still very is still very much in this conversation for coach of the year. Um, Thibodeau maybe, you know, especially the the run the Knicks have had, they lost their most recent game. Uh, looks like they lost tonight, which is unfortunate, but they were nine and one in their last 10. Uh, the run they had post all-star break and the push they've made in the East. Thibodeau could be in the mix as far as coach of the year, a little more than maybe we thought. Jock Vaughn with the Nets, especially them staying fairly consistent. Uh, as far as not having the bottom cl- completely fall out. Um, for the Kings, though, Mike Brown is probably – he's probably a front runner, though, at least in my mind. Maybe there's some other names that are worthy of discussion here, but Mike Brown I would uh, be willing to bet on almost with the Kings. So that's that's really the update as far as award races. Not too much different. There's some some things to consider, but a lot of it's kind of, you know, staying standing pat. Um, but we'll have some more – you know, kind of fine-tuned updates, a clearer picture, you know, almost crystal clear as we get to the close of the season within these last few weeks. But that being said, I don't want to, you know, spend too much more time on a segment that we don't have a ton to talk about. Just giving you a real quick kind of update show as far as those award races, but also just the news and the games uh, that happened, you know, within the last day or so, just to keep you updated there. Uh, let's go ahead and give you our This Day in History fact. Uh, and this one I had to pick because it's, you know, uh, uh, close to home, close to my personal uh, NBA fandom. Uh, but it's an important one. Uh, this Day in History, going back to 1974, March 7th of 1974, the New Orleans Jazz, who later moved to Utah, officially became the NBA's 18th franchise. So they were awarded that franchise and they began play that following uh, fall for their first season, the 74-75 season. So definitely had to mention that one there, but certainly an important one in NBA history as a whole. But 
That takes care of that, and that takes care of our show, their, our show as a whole. Excuse me. On tomorrow's show, we'll have uh, hopefully Justin back on. I think he's uh, recovered well from his his sickness, so he should be back on tomorrow, hopefully, uh, barring any potential further sickness or um, work conflicts. But he should be back on tomorrow, hopefully, with uh, you know our normal game summaries, key news, and then we'll dive into. Uh, we'll probably emphasize playoff conversations. We haven't done a ton of that yet, and we are we don't have much time left till the playoffs start. So we want to lock into kind of potential scenarios, what the picture looks like, what the uh, structure, what structures could change as far as teams seeding and things of that nature. So that'll be probably the focus along with our normal weekly predictions. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but with that being said, thank you all for listening. If you want to check out our Instagram page, that's crossover across time all one word on uh, Instagram. We post content from the show, but also share or do our best to share stuff from across the NBA. So definitely a great place to stay up to date on the NBA uh, in addition to the podcast itself. But thank you all for listening and we'll be back with you on tomorrow's show.